Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey, listeners, happy summer. I hope you'll enjoy this episode as we'll talk about networking and the power of community. All right. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Sean Bjorndahl, is the CEO and founder of RPH Ally. He is a graduate of the School of Pharmacy at North Dakota State University and launched mid-year of 2020, RPH Ally is a community and networking platform for pharmacy professionals. Sean's vision of RPH Ally is to become a one-stop shop to help pharmacy professionals find the right connections and career roadmaps, increase industry awareness, learn from colleagues, and advocate for the profession. He began his pharmacy career in the retail setting and spent over a decade serving patients at the community level with three different national chains. In 2016, he transitioned to a leadership role in mail order and became licensed in 27 states. He's currently part of the San Diego Prescription Drug Abuse Task Force to help decrease the abuse of prescription drugs. And his greatest professional passion is to help pharmacists figure out how to push our profession forward by creating programs that bring value through positive outcomes. Sean, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, thank you, Hillary, for having me on. That was quite the introduction. Thank you for that. You said it perfectly, and even the pronunciation of my last name, probably better than (laughs) I say it myself. So thanks. (laughs) Oh, well, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your intro, if you wanted to share any gaps or, or share a little bit more about your personal life. No, I think you hit it. You touched on it all. Well, all the high level stuff. I mean, I, I like to throw in that I grew up on a farm, you know, okay. so that's where the pharmacy comes in, I suppose, because the farm was too small, you know, so I got, you know, went to college and whatnot. So, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's, uh, pharmacy has been great to me. It's, it's, you know, I've moved around quite a bit. So after graduation, um, you know, four of us moved down to Tucson, Arizona, uh, from North Dakota or Minnesota, North Dakota area, you know, thought that was paradise because, you know, I got to wear shorts all year round mm-hmm. and then uh, met my future wife there, moved to LA for a couple of years, moved to Kauai for a couple of years. Then, you know, now I'm in San Diego County since 2014. So it's, it's been great. It's been, it's been a fun ride and I've seen a lot of, a lot of the country because of it. So. Very cool. And, you know, I've got 11 license, pharmacy licenses in different States. I have not, you might top. Uh, I don't know if I've heard of anybody else with with over twenty. That's pretty impressive. Do you still have all those or with your yes. role or? Okay. I still have them all. <laughs> My goodness. Um, yeah, no state boards are you know not the you know it all depends on what what's going on. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I have twenty seven licenses now. I I, I want to say though, it's once you get in a groove. Yeah. It's it, not that tough. Right. It's not it's, right. It's not that tough because it's you know, you know I, I got I you know I, I took all those exams within probably six months and Ooh, okay. the first the first ones you know you're 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 studying hard for and then every one after that you study less and less until you're probably taking those tests just blind right and I probably shouldn't say that on a recording but but honestly you know I mean 
pharmacy you know, and be practicing in, in different areas of the country, it's, it's not all that different, you mm -hmm. know? So, I mean, I, I do look forward to the day when the NABP rolls up and makes mm. it standard for one national accreditation for, yes. for pharmacy license. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Um, and yes, the, I tell students all the time, the NAPLEX, I felt like I was super prepared you know, breeze through that. The MPJE was definitely a little more challenging, but um, when you find figure out the right study pattern and and tools and things, then um, you do kind of get into a groove. So, all right. Well, Sean, maybe you could share a little bit about what RPH Ally is and, you know, what it is, why you founded it. Um you know, tell us a little bit more. So you, I mean, you launched it in the middle of the pandemic too. Was that, you know, how long had you been thinking about it or was it kind of a COVID thing or yeah. No, thanks Hillary. No, it was uh, actually, I formed the corporation in September of 2019. So it was prior to COVID, um, but it took a while to get rolling. Um, I first thought of the idea early 2019 or maybe late 2018, but I originally I wanted to create a, uh, an app or a platform to help community pharmacists with a corresponding responsibility because, you know, you know, in my younger days, I picked up a lot of overtime on the other side of big cities like LA or even San Diego, where you don't know, you know, the, the prescribers in areas not, not around you, right? Once you get up, once you get outside of your, your close vicinity, it's like, okay, first time seeing this prescriber, first time seeing this patient. Mm -hmm. And you have the PDMP for those patients, but you have nothing to know the prescribing right. patterns, you know, of, of that provider. So noodled on that for a while. I couldn't get it out of my mind. So that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna create this. Uh, went to LinkedIn and uh, tried to connect. I hadn't been, I hadn't been really active on LinkedIn prior to that. And I just thought, gosh, you know, pharmacy is a small world. Like pharmacy needs their own platform. I had this naive, genius idea where I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to create something like this. Little did I know, you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of learning lessons in the last couple of years. Um, you know, really the school of hard knocks for business, right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so in, I went forward, I, I knew I needed an MVP and uh, went forward with the MVP and launched that in actually in May, uh, but just the web version. And then we launched the app in July of 2020 with like 50 users and, and that was fun, just not being a tech person and, and creating a, an app was cool. Um, but then after that, it it was it was a kind of really really slow growth for the for the next year probably, right? Because I didn't have content, I didn't have the connections, um, and it wasn't until um, I think it was about a year ago in, in March, uh, I held a webinar for Jamie Wilkie when she first launched her consulting academy for PGX, and that was that was fun. Um, cause I needed to start pivoting and shifting. I needed to get content. I needed to get awareness of what we're doing. And, and, and that was a perfect platform just with Jamie and herself and what she's trying to do for pharmacists. And I, and that thought that was so cool. I hadn't really known much about PGX at that point. And, and even afterwards I was like, wow, I, I felt guilty for being a pharmacist and not being up to date with, you know, with pharmacogenomics. So, um, but since then we've just been kind of, um, you know, just rolling and trying to, you know, create as much value as we can for pharmacists and, and, and really show pharmacists and pharmacy that there's so much more out there that we can do. Um, and, and that's where about a year ago we launched or less than a year ago, we launched the solutions page because all of a sudden 
I was like, wow, we have all these pharmacy entrepreneurs within pharmacy on this platform. We need to start showcasing this and showing pharmacists like this might be where the future is, is creating, creating your own business to, you know, create that value, create, you know, just programs where pharmacists can, can have that direct patient interaction and, and increase outcomes like that. So yeah. I don't know if I quite answered that, Hillary, but maybe you can follow up with a question. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you create it? Like what, what is it? How do people find it? Um, what can they, you know, how do they connect there? Tell us a little bit more about. You um, bet. Um, so the, you know, the, the creation part of it was, you know, probably the, the biggest learning curve for me. I went through two or three developers and, and finally I met a guy named Mark um, who actually connected me to like a third, third party, like software company that actually builds communities like this. And that was, that was the quickest way to get to the MVP is it basically a plug and play type of platform. Um, which, which is good. It, it's, it's a lot cheaper, but at the same time, you're limited with functionality and things like that. So, it, you know, it's kind of, you know, you're, it is limiting, but, but it has plenty of, plenty of great tools that, that are, that are accessible and usable today that really, really aid, aid people in really the connecting piece and learning from other pharmacists. Um, you know, it, it's nice that it, there's no logarithms and things like that, like the big tech has where, you know, I might not see your post. Hillary, or someone may not see your post, but it's kind of like one live feed where if you post on there, everyone in the community is going to be able to see that, right? So um, add free space. I like that. Um, and then also just kind of when you when you get in, like my favorite part of it about the platform is the solutions page, because there's so many pharmacists out there who, you know, like me previous to RPHL, I can just have my head down, you know, worried about my own job, no advocacy, anything like that. Um, but here you get to see all these different pharmacists that are, you know, creating businesses by themselves, helping other pharmacists create, create businesses, things like that. So, that, I mean, that, that's where I would go if I was to join is like get plugged in, go to that solutions page and start looking at, at all, all these other pharmacists and programs out there that may show you a different way of, of practicing pharmacy. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about maybe the, the networking aspect. Pharmacy is a small world, as you've mentioned, and we often hear. Um, have there been any kind of like stories or things uh, where people have, have been able to connect and some cool things happening um, from, you know, meeting on the platform? Absolutely. Um, well, actually, I, I like to, <laughs> I want to say that pharmacy is a small world is like only a half truth, right? Because that's what I've basically threw all my eggs in one basket on that saying i thought well geez pharmacy is a small world this this will be it'll be easy to market it'll be easy to get people on the platform <laughs> but a little did i know that you know there's like pharmacy is so diverse like once you really start diving into all the different things pharma you know within pharmacy all the different pharmacist types and things like that it's like wow it's actually bigger than i thought so um i like that but my 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 favorite story is actually um Mine and Asha, Asha Bohannon, um, we actually just created uh, another company, another startup called PGX Ally. And if it wasn't for <clears throat> RPH Ally, like, that would have never happened. So that was kind of one of those cool things where she has impact pharmacists. It, you know, mm -hmm. she, she helps pharmacists with, you know, creating their own personal practice. Really, a lot of it in, is in the functional medicine, pharmacy, diabetes space. Um, but it was like, wow. Um, 
you know, and she, you know, we started talking, I don't know, probably in November. And now like we just launched here a few weeks ago and it's just like, that's, that's really cool. You know, just things like that. I know Jamie Wilkie actually has her group. She manages all of her programs kind of through our, through our PHLA. She, I mean, so when you create a group, you get like a resources tab and things like that. So she has basically all of her articles, videos and things like that right there in the platform. So that's, that's really neat. Um, Eric Geyer was another connection that, that I made through this. It was just kind of really, really fun um, getting to meet Eric, um, the political pharmacist over the last couple of years, because that, that was kind of how we got connected right, right off the bat. He was actually a big fan of my, my first application with the prescriber review, though I, I have to tell you that failed miserably just due to probably the timing and, and lack of connections at that time. But it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but as far as the networking piece, though, I mean, that's the one thing I've learned with networking is it's it's kind of a struggle. And it's like the true networking is really, you know, getting to know someone, which actually COVID has probably made it easier because, you know, prior to COVID, I would have probably never jumped on a call and had a Zoom call like you and I did a few months back. Right. Like, so it's so easy now to just throw somebody a Zoom or a Teams link and say, hey, let's let's chat for 15 minutes, half an hour, get to know one another. Right. So that's where I think when you connect with someone it has to be with intention of trying to get to know someone. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of the way I look at it. It's, it's easy, you know, like it's, you know, I, I kind of look at myself on LinkedIn. It's like, you might have 3000 connections, but how many of those do you truly know, right? It's almost more like a marketing tool for posting to get visibility out there. So to where here, like you can throw someone a DM and say, hey, let's, here's your email. Let's, let's set up a call and, and get to know one another. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, yeah, I love hearing those kind of success stories and things and that, you know, entrepreneurs don't have to create their own platform. They can plug and play and, uh, you know, utilize some things with that. So you've mentioned a couple of times about advocacy. Tell us, you know, what got you passionate about um, advocating for the profession and what are, you know, some of the things that you're doing in that? Uh, regard. Absolutely. So I think like the originally like the design, I, I just thought, okay, if, if we can, if we can capture some markets like job recruiting and job postings, right. Maybe some pharmacy advertising, you know, just think of all the money in pharmacy and, and we could be able to capture that and pump that back into the profession through like really advocacy forms and, you know, whether you're supporting state or national associations, maybe even creating jobs through the platform itself. Right. And prior Prior to RPHL, I, I really was not involved at all in any types of advocacy. But then once I started building and then kind of paying more attention to what's going on kind of around us within the within the profession, I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> we we need a lot of help. And it's kind of one of those things that just kind of like dawned on me that it's like I need to start doing more for the profession um, than I had it in the past. And then it was um, but really, you know, I was thinking I had to I had to create, I had to build it, I had to monetize it. And then I would support, you know, advocacy and somehow and advocate for the, for the pro pro profession. But then last August, of course, Dr. Bled Tanaway, she uh, you went to social media, pizza is not working. And that just exploded, right? And that kind of that, that really sparked a fire in many pharmacists who would not have advocated at all previously, right? And uh, actually, Eric Geyer connected her and I back in October because she needed support, right? Just 
she did, you know, she's kind of, she was brand new, brand new to advocacy, right? And kind of brand new to spotlight. And so that's kind of like where I'm, I'm really doing it backwards, right? I mean, it's, I haven't monetized it yet to where we can support a movement like this. Um, so it's more so, you know, bringing on Bled with uh, the VP of the pharmacy advocacy role, um, creating, I mean, it, it, the platform already has the structure and capability to support communications and campaigns and things like that. So that that's already built in. So now it's just a matter of of getting more pharmacists involved because we believe that all pharmacists should be involved in, in some, some way, shape or form. Um, so that's just kind of, you know, and, and you also think about like our profession having one of the lowest membership rates as compared to other professionals, right? Like regarding those state and national associations, because those are, those organizations are the best advocates, you know, in the regulatory space and they have the best avenues and contacts you know, to really affect change. So we're excited to, you know, kind of, build that program out a lot of it is going to be kind of donation based once we get once we get rolling but i mean there's there's so much that we want to do to be able to help out and just to really connect with everybody else in the profession to like educate them on what what should be done what needs to be done Mm -hmm. yeah and there was a town hall uh about the the pizza is not working during the apha annual meeting um how do you feel that you know, the associations and things are, um, you know, cause, and pizza is not working for those that don't know what that movement is about. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Absolutely. So, I mean, it happened to me many times in retail and, and remember I, I left retail in 2016. So way before COVID hit. Um, but I also, I, I hit my retail wall where, you know, just the metrics in the workload and, and the lack of staffing really, really drains, drains you as a, as a pharmacist and just as a human being. And, uh, but then, you know, always, it would be a, a consolation prize for, you know, someone from the district office to buy your pharmacy pizza, right? Just as like, here you go, we can't give you more help, but we can buy you some pizza to buy you a free lunch, you know? So that, that's where that started. And it was, uh, <laughs> and, and, and bled, you know, that's, that was her, that was the, the hashtag that kind of shot that sparked the movement was she went on a rant to social media and then ended it, ended it with hashtag pizza is not working. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just, it went viral after that when, it, when a couple of uh, pharmacy influencers like the accidental pharmacist and others saw that and just reshared it. And that was, that was kind of the start. So that is pizza's not working. So, but, but really it can be, I mean, how many, how many other professions are probably like that where people just, you know, leaders will throw a pizza party, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being able to provide the best, you know, environment to work in. So. Right. Well, I mean, and it's so telling because I remember being on a call and hearing, uh, you know, one of the, the pharmacist leaders saying, and as a thank you, we're going to have pizza lunch for everyone. I'm going, Oh, this is not the best timing with, you know, this movement and things that are going on. And, um, at least we're finally starting to see some lunch breaks, right? Cause, uh, that was always the thing too. It's like, well, we don't even have time to have lunch. Um, well, yeah, I think it's it's become such a big topic, and you know, uh, most of of our profession are still 
in uh, the community setting. Uh, you know, that's probably been the primor- pri- primary position for a lot of pharmacists, although we're starting to see a little bit, a bit of that shift into different areas, a lot more. Um, you know, there are, I mean, I talk about this all the time. I'm like, there's so many opportunities in pharmacy. So, um, it is, it is good for people to be, to be bold and, um, to be able to, to generate some, uh, attention and, um, you know, just create some awareness, uh, around that. So, um, very, you know, interesting work there. Um, well, what, what else uh, are your thoughts around, you know, how can we educate not just other pharmacists, but maybe the, the public about what we as pharmacists do and our value? I saw, I actually saw a tweet this morning on a pharmacist um, <laughs> kind of calling out saying, gosh, I almost want to find it now. Just, it was, it was, she stated that, you know, pharmacists also save lives and organs on a daily basis. You know, think of like, you know, obviously renal dosing and things like that and how often we are calling prescribers to change doses, take meds off, things like that, right? So it's kind of that messaging that needs to be out in the public. We actually, that was a topic at the at the town hall, which, oh, by the way, that town hall at APHA, I know you were there. Has there ever been another time in your life, you know, since you got into pharmacy school that you were in the same room with over a hundred pharmacists and they all agreed. Yeah. It's, you know, often, often very challenging that, that everybody um, can, can get behind the same thing, which is why we have so many different associations, but yeah, I think people uh, were, you know, we're burnout is at a high and at an all time high. And so we're definitely seeing that. Um, and, you know, creating a space where people can get together behind some common goals is, is helpful. Um, hopefully that'll be, you know, uh, generated in some of the other associations. Um, but yes. Um, and, you know, going back to the public, I think it's, it's, um, helpful for us to continue to show our, our role and the different things that we do. I know that, that a couple of different things have been put out, um, some videos and things. Um, I know when Lucinda Main was at AACP, um, they had created some really good content on that, but yeah, we've just got to continue to use our voice and, and share about that. So, um, I'll look forward to continuing to see what, in what ways that, um, you're doing that and RPHI, RPH allies doing that. Um, so Sean is one of our final questions, uh, that I love to ask is what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for others out there who are just getting started in their career? Good question. Um, I would go back to networking first. It's like, you know, making sure that you're kind of you know, staying in touch with your with your network, trying to find uh, other colleagues and pharmacists that are kind of going in the same direction as you, that have the same similar passions, and that that's where you can find like the best creation of of opportunities. Like when you're when you're collaborating, putting your heads together, and then the second piece would be just 
stay involved in the advocacy piece and stay involved in at, at minimum your state association, right? And if, and if and if you are eager, be a member of your state and national association like APHA, because that I mean that's where, you know, we need to stay plugged in to to help steer our profession. You look at automation and you know automation primarily like everyone talks about getting out of the dispensing space like there's so much more to do to use our clinical knowledge than just dispensing absolutely 100% true but at the same time like you don't want to give up the dispensing either cuz then who's going to protect the public like the pharmacist can right so that's where it's you know it, it's yeah i'm just being involved it would be my my, my second piece cuz uh, like really common is you're part of the association when you're in school because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get out, you start practicing, start paying off student loans, and you're like, okay, well, you're looking at expenses. Well, that, I haven't really done anything in you know with the, with the association piece, so I'm gonna just cut that out right now, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, well, maybe you know, like for me, maybe 10, 15 years later, you might get involved again, right? Well, it's like mm-hmm. just, just stay involved the entire time because those 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 associations you know, their fuel is our memberships, right? So like, that's, that's so huge for our profession. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Sean, great tips of advice. So how can people learn more about RPHLI and, and check it out? Yeah, follow, follow us on, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, you know, we are, to be honest, our social media game isn't that, great i mean we like to keep everything in house with our phli so it would really just be get involved um just it's free to join you know just our rphli.com sign up just have your license handy whether it's your pharmacist pharmacy technician or, or intern license um just to, that'll, that'll allow you more access within within the platform just for some additional security measures so yeah that's the best way to do is just dive in and, and see what's there. Awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so much for being a guest. It was a pleasure to ha- to talk with you today. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. listening.